Welcome to Pictures of Grace, a Fraser 365 Advent devotional. My name is Chris Montgomery, senior pastor of Fraser Church, and I'm so glad you're on this Advent journey with us. May the Lord bless you today as we learn about His unmerited grace. Welcome to Day 27 of Pictures of Grace, an Advent daily devotional. Today's title is Consequences of Sin. Natalie Chambers Snap said, When we diffuse fear, we infuse hope. John Woodhouse said, The man who for too long had acted only in self-interest at last cared about someone else. He sought God on behalf of the child. According to evangelist Dwight L. Moody, If a man gets drunk and goes out and breaks his leg so that it must be amputated, God will forgive him if he asks but he'll still have to hop around on one leg all his life. Today's text comes from 2 Samuel chapter 12, verses 15 through 23. And the Lord afflicted the child that Uriah's wife bore to David, and he became sick. David therefore sought God on behalf of the child. And David fasted and went in and lay all night on the ground. And the elders of his house stood beside him to raise him up from the ground, but he would not nor did he eat food with them. On the seventh day, the child died. And the servants of David were afraid to tell him that the child was dead, for they said, Behold, while the child was yet alive, we spoke to him, and he did not listen to us. How then can we say to him, The child is dead? He may do himself some harm. But when David saw that his servants were whispering together, David understood that the child was dead. And David said to his servants, Is the child dead? They said, He is dead. Then David rose from the earth and washed and anointed himself and changed his clothes. And he went into the house of the Lord and worshiped. He then went to his own house, and when he asked, they set food before him and he ate. Then his servants said to him, What is this thing that you have done? You fasted and wept for the child while he was alive, but when the child died, you arose and ate food. He said, While the child was still alive, I fasted and wept, for I said, Who knows whether the Lord will be gracious to me and that the child may live? But now he is dead. Why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? Shall I go to him, but he will not return to me? God is both a forgiving and just God. While God offers forgiveness for sins, there are still consequences for falling short of the glory of God. The doctrines of sin and redemption can be complicated for non-Christians, of course, but also for many Christians. One problem nearly every pastor can attest to encountering is the confusion of sin's punishment and its consequences. When sin creates a rift in our lives, the response is often bewilderment. Hasn't Jesus conquered sin, we think? Why, why is this still so damaging? What we are all struggling with is in these moments is distinguishing the punishment for our sin from the natural consequences of it. And while Jesus absorbs sin's punishment, he does not always remove every consequence. Scripture clearly says, the Lord afflicted the child. This is a hard subject for most people. May the words of Dale Ralph Davis give us clarity. Yahweh forgives the guilt of sin, but inflicts the consequences of sin. He cleanses sin's defilement, but may continue its discipline. For David, 
Yahweh's forgiveness was both marvelous and costly. The child would die. It's as if the child would die in David's place. There was no doubt that David was the one under the threat of death. Looking back at 2 Samuel chapter 12, verses 1-15, through 15, David himself had judged Nathan's rich man a son of death. Yet Nathan had assured David that he would not die. But a death would occur. The child would be born and would die. It's as if the child is David's substitute. Now, I don't intend to read New Testament meanings back into Old Testament text. I only want readers to note the pattern here. For there are some of us who know this paradox of forgiveness that is both free and costly because a son of David has been our substitute. David's response to his child's sickness reveals his faith in God. David thought that maybe Yahweh's sentence was not his last word. Maybe, thought David, he's stirring me to pray. It all rests on David's thinking, his assumption about God. I thought, who knows, Yahweh may show me grace. See how well David knows his God? Showing grace is Yahweh's forte. And who can tell what a God like that may delight to do in this case? Who can imagine how gracious a God of all grace wants to be to us in our sins and messes? For David, grace is not a doctrinal concept, but the peculiar bend of God's nature. David's response to the child's death is perplexing. John Woodhouse's commentary provides a great explanation. It is important to notice that David's prayer for his child did not involve knowing what God would do. He prayed because God had been gracious to him, but not because he knew in this particular matter whether God would or would not grant his request. After the death of the child, God's will was known. David knew that his prayers would not now bring the child back. David understood the finality of death. The possibility that had led him to pray was now gone. The time would come when David would die, as his son had now died. But the child who had died would not return to his father. David's quiet acceptance of the death of his child suggests contentment with God's wisdom and trust in his goodness. He was a remarkably changed man. God's grace and sin's consequences both have a way of restoring and transforming our lives. If sin had no consequence and only forgiveness, people would abuse God's grace. If sin had no forgiveness and only consequences, our efforts at goodness would only be for selfish reasons. However, God's forgiveness and His grace stirs our hearts to love Him more. Consequences keep our minds alert to learn from our mistakes so that we will not repeat them. One produces love, the other promotes learning. How does God's forgiveness and sin's consequences motivate you towards a life of righteousness? How can we respond with worship even while still in pain? And be specific. Heavenly Father, when our sins affect others, and when our sins have lasting repercussions, that can be crushing. Don't let us wallow in self-pity. Instead, Lord, help us to worship you. Let us be changed. Let us be restored and transformed. We love you, Lord. Amen. Amen.